Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David and I am your host as always David and uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. It's an honor to have you here. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're old to the show, you know the deal. (laughs) So thank you guys so much. Um, Yeah, so last night I got the chance to go to a show put on by the Moving Poets. It's a group out of Charlotte. It was created by a guy um, uh, named Till. I don't have his last name handy, sorry, but his first name's Till, and uh, he's from Berlin, and uh, he started, he was a dancer in in the North Carolina um, Dance Academy, Um, you know, just super talented artist, um, and he created this thing called Moving Poets, which is a group of different types of artists that come together and have an event together. So you've got painters, you've got dancers, you've got musicians, you've got poets, you've got all these different types of people that are coming together to form an art show. Um, the event last night was really cool. Uh, there was music, there was dancing. There was a danced to painting. And I really don't know what to call it other than that. But basically what it boils down to is the canvas. It was a giant canvas. And basically they put paint on the canvas and there was actually a legitimate, like, professional dancer who danced on the canvas, rolled on the canvas, you know, did different um, professional dance slash ballet-esque dance um, sequences on the canvas while paint was added to the canvas or like to her hands or um, across her feet or something like that while she moved across the canvas. It was this giant canvas um, and it was just really cool because they had music going and then they'd have people call out like types of dance and colors and so they would put that down and they'd stop and they'd squeegee or make some adjustments to the uh, or put some extra water on so it would smear a certain way and then um, she would dance over top of it which it's got to be incredibly incredibly um, daunting to do something like that I mean I've got nothing but respect for this girl who was dancing because you know dance is a precision very controlled thing that you do. I mean, even if it's like a freestyle, like a free-flowing, like a ballet, it's there's still a lot of precision involved, and you rely on your feet, your shoes, uh, your or dance slippers, whatever they're called. Sorry, I'm not a I'm not a master of that information. Um, but, you know, it requires a lot of precision. So when you're going to say, okay, well, we're going to add water to the canvas to make this paint smear in a certain pattern as she dances, you've just, you know, decreased the level of friction that keeps her able to be precise in her movements, um, you know, made the surface more slick. So now a spin that would normally take a lot more effort takes a lot less effort. Um, and, I mean, she you know, just, just handled it beautifully. I mean, I'm assuming that she had to practice quite a bit. Maybe they did some practice runs just 
trying it in smaller spaces just so she can kind of get used to what it was going to feel like to be moving across paint and water on a canvas surface. Which, a canvas surface is a little bit more tactile than your standard floor, but when you add paint and water to the mix, definitely changes things up a lot, as you can imagine. Um, you know, I learned that I could actually do a uh, half split um, uh, year, uh, last year, during the winter. Uh, my shoes were really, really slick. I didn't realize I'd worn out the, uh, the sole or the tread on them as bad. And so I stepped on a metal plate that was like for a vent uh, to one of the buildings uptown. And yeah, I totally went, um, you know, full blown, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, gosh, I keep wanting to say Stevie Wonder, but that's not it. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, that'll probably come to me later. But, you know, I just went full down split. I mean, just, I was really more concerned because I was about halfway to my car that I had split my jeans in doing it. Um, I didn't care that I was soaking wet because the storm was so bad. My umbrella was basically disintegrated and I was walking to my car in the heavy rain. Couldn't hardly see five feet in front of me. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was quite, quite the experience anyway. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was something else. And, uh, I was a little sore. I gotta admit, I, uh, twisted my ankle in doing it. Um, and I learned, okay, until I can go to the store and get new shoes that have better tread on them, that's not worn off. Um, I need to avoid stepping on things that are made out of metal on the ground, you know, except for maybe a manhole cover, and, you know, because they're graded and everything anyway, so, um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun, it was a great experience to see something like that, and I felt like, and I even told this to a couple of guys that kind of introduced themselves to me, uh, that were working there, I was like, one of them, I think, was the husband of the dancer, the boyfriend of the dancer or something, I, correct me if I'm wrong, if somebody actually knows this answer, uh, but anyway, um, he was like, so, you know, um, you know, what'd you think, and I was like, well, it's good, because I've been, I've been off all this week, and I've been crazy busy working, I've been writing, I told him I was in the middle of writing a science fiction novel, and I've been writing, 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 and doing all these interviews, and phone calls, and all this other stuff, and I was supposed to do an interview tonight with Till, but, because it was so crazy busy and so many people showed up, they weren't expecting as big of a crowd as they had. It was basically standing room only uh, after, like, uh, the thing officially opened at 6. By about 6.30, all the tables had been taken, all the chairs had been taken, and anyone else who came in had to stand the whole night, which it went from 6 to 10 o'clock. Uh, so he was like, yeah, it's just too busy. I'm not in the right mental space to talk about this right now. I was like, dude, I totally get it. You know who I am. I know who you are. I now know what you do. Uh, it is really cool, and I think it's really interesting, something that I get a highlight uh, on my podcast for somebody who's local in Charlotte who's been doing this for such a long time and something amazing to, to share. So let's set up a time and do the interview. You know, let's do this at some point in the future. Uh, obviously not tonight. So everything's cool. 
Um, interview got pushed back a little bit, but that's fun because, heck, when I started this podcast, I didn't even know I was ever going to do an interview. So as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> the fact that I'm getting the interview in the first place thrills me. He's a really cool guy. I can't wait to learn more about what he does, uh, how he got started, things like that, and share that with you guys. So, at any rate, you know, that was really cool. It was a lot of fun uh, to be a part of and to get out and do something different because, quite frankly, I mean, heck, you know, I've been so plugged in lately, you know, and the only time I kind of really unplugged was when I went down to Atlanta, and that's just because I couldn't be because I was driving, you know. I was driving there. Then we had the show that night. Um, I met up with a uh, LinkedIn contact, and, you know, I think he's getting ready to start a podcast pretty soon, and, you know, so I was just constantly busy. I was still working. It was just a matter of the change of what I was doing, how I was doing it. Um, but this, you know, was just like, okay, cool. I'm here. I'm doing this. I mean, it's four hours. It's a long time, and it's way past my bedtime. Because, <laughs> you know, anyone who knows me knows I get up, like, um, before the sun comes up. And I'm talking about before the sun comes up in the summer. I'm usually up by 4.30 every morning. So I usually go to bed around 9.30, 10 o'clock. Here I am driving home, you know, and, you know, 10.30 at night. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm not even really super tired yet, you know. So... It was really interesting to do that, to stay up past my bedtime, uh, you know, and then, of course, getting up early in the morning and uh, and just getting out and driving a little bit, you know, just just enjoying the Sunday morning, you know, Sunday morning drive and uh, getting out and, you know, putting the car through its paces a little bit, um, you know, giving it some time to move and kind of break off any rust that built up while it's set in uh, in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, just sitting there running for hours, not moving, um, except for when I turned it off for about 10, 15 minutes. Um, and the car wasn't overheating. It doesn't have any problems like that. But still, I was like, we've been sitting here for like 10 minutes. Nobody has moved. And my wife was like, oh, you, why are you showing off the car? I'm like, we haven't moved a millimeter in about 10 minutes. So why leave it running? You know, it's nice and cool outside. I don't need to run the AC. You know, when the when the caravan starts moving again, the caravan of I want to escape Spartanburg, South Carolina, we'll, uh, we'll try it. We'll, we'll start the car then. And uh, like I said, we sat there for about 10, 10 or 15 minutes uh, before I started the car again. So I'm glad I did because... You know, I hate to waste gas and, and and basically, you know, cause further harm to planet Earth. You know, I've, I mean, it's like seriously, why does the car need to be on? We're not moving. All I'm doing is pumping out, you know, noxious gas that's you know causing global warming for no good reason. So, you know, not that I'm like super like Captain Planet, save the world type person, but. You know, it's costing me money and it's causing harm to Earth for me to sit here with the car running. Why? <laughs> you know, it was just kind of a, there's no good reason. So just turn it off. And, uh, yeah. So 
at any rate, I mean, it's it's been it's been really cool last couple of weeks. I mean, the month of October, the month of November, it's just been so fantastic. All the great things that have happened that are coming around the corner. Um, you know, and I've got another week coming off. The first week of December, I'm taking the whole week off. Uh, my boss kind of made fun of me about it because he was like, "What? What's up with this? You're asking off for vacation time during your vacation." So I had to, even though I had the whole week off, I still have to submit a timesheet that I took, you know, eight hours, eight hours, you know, PTO or whatever. I still have to submit my timesheet. So I logged into the computer, submitted my timesheet, decided to take the first week of December off. So I was like, well, heck, I'm already in the time reporting page. This is where I request time off. Why not just go ahead and do it? And, of course, he proved it right away because who in their right mind would take the first week of December off? Right? That's crazy talk. But I actually do have a legitimate reason. Um, first of all, LinkedIn Local Raleigh is December 4th. I think it's that Wednesday and set an oddball time. I'm going to have to have a chat with them about that maybe. I don't know. Because it's like, why would you have it at 11 o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, 11 o'clock in the morning, sorry. There's no 11 o'clock in the afternoon because it would then be 1 o'clock. But anyway. Okay. Uh, you are going to have to get over. I don't know why you're driving in the middle of the road. Okay. But yeah. So... 11 to 1. I mean, that is the most weird time I can think of, especially considering I have to drive three and a half hours to get there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in traffic. Well, hopefully it'll be less than that. I'm going to try my best to make it less than that because it's uh, um, we'll be having to leave early to get there by 11, so hopefully I'll miss most of the rush hour traffic once I pick up. Uh, my LinkedIn local co-host, and we head up there because we want to kind of talk to the person that hosts there, talk to some of the other people, meet some of the Char- or the, the Raleigh people that I know up there, make some connections, meet some people, do some stuff, and then head back. So that'll be fun. Plus, my wife's flying out to Kansas for um, some stuff for her work that week. So I was like, well, if you need to call me or you need anything or you need some help because... You know, if she has trouble with the computer or whatever, she calls me. Usually I'm in the middle of doing something I can't answer and I have to call her back. It's a mess. So I was like, well, you're going to be out there for a couple of days to a week. I'll just take that time off. That way if you call, you know, you've got me. Unrestricted access. I can help you with whatever. If you have any questions, anything comes up, something you need to run by me job-wise, whatever it may be, I'm here. So... um I figured, why not? Because I still had 32 hours of time to take. I had already taken off the day for LinkedIn Local because I knew that was going to be an all-day thing, driving up to Raleigh and driving back. That's six hours, not including the two hours in the middle for the uh, for the event itself. And, you know, so that's an eight-hour day right there. So I took that off anyway. But I still had 32 hours that I can't roll over till next year. So I was like, yeah, why not? Wife's going to be out of town. Uh, she's probably going to need to call me about some stuff, so I'll just take the rest of it off, and we're good. So did that, and uh, yeah, so I'll now be at 40 hours of vacation time left that I will roll over until next year, and that will give me an extra week for next year for uh, whatever. (laughs) 
I don't know how all that's going to play out yet. But it'll come in handy with wanting to go out to all these LinkedIn locals all over the country and eventually all over the world if I've got extra time that I can take next year as that's going to be the, you know, the year I'm focusing on trying to really make some great strides towards my business, towards getting it off the ground, towards getting financially free enough where I can, you know, make my part-time businesses my full-time job. And, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of time and playing the long game. I'm not interested in shortcuts. Um, you know, I'm interested in, you know, doing things the right way as far as my business is concerned. Um, I'm interested in, in building it up, building my reputation, building my brand, showing people my why, showing them what I do, and then proving to them that I do what I say I do, and then taking on clients. So it's all a process. It's all a process. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a multi-level marketing scheme. This is how you start a business. You start from the ground level. You dig it out. You build your foundation, you build a good foundation, and then you start building up. That's how it's done. There's no, like, just knock it out. There's no cheat. There's no quick way to get into it. There are people who, do, who are successful with doing hustles like that, and it does work. But I guarantee you that that only works a very small percentage of the time. The rest of the time, it's people putting their blood, sweat, and tears into it and working at it until it becomes something. So, you know, like, I mean, with what Shriek's doing with his podcast, it's amazing. I loved his most recent episode where he talked about um, Stan Lee, I mean, incorporating that since his show revolves around reviews of comics and movies and TV and music. I mean, who better to talk about than Stan Lee, who just recently passed away? Who, what better to talk about is how the influence of Stan Lee was felt in his life and how he, you know, saw himself in, you know, a certain character as a lot of us do. You know, we dream of being those superheroes because those, I mean, Stan Lee created those superheroes and we can see ourselves in them because he created them to be real people, not to be like Superman or Batman where they're just insanely powerful or insanely rich and they've never had a day's problem or whatever, but to be, you know, these troubled real people that also have to deal with this other problem, and some of them see it as a problem, some of it see it as a gift, some of it see it as a blessing, some of it see it as a curse, you know, and I mean, it's just, <clears throat> it's just amazing what he's doing, and I see his show going really far. I really do. I'm not just saying that because he's my good friend. He's doing it right. He's building it up. He's got a fantastic concept for his show. And I think once people start picking up on it, it's just a matter of time. You know, it's just a matter of time at this point. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to get back into my house and enjoy the rest of this morning. I hope you do too. And with that being said... Car Thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, 
if you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them. And that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for 99 cents, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50. So you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So... By all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you guys, and I could not do any of this without your support, so when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.